and welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today we are chatting all about the Ayurvedic approach to the early winter season through a nutritional lens. So this is a little series. Today, I wanted to kind of break it into two different um, podcasts. So today we're going to talk about nutrition. And then um, I believe next week, we are going to be chatting about kind of the lifestyle tips. So that way you can have a little bit. um, So it's not one really long episode, but it's broken up into bite-sized bits that you can put into your life. So we're going to start kind of backing way up to the beginning. So, um, well, just a heads up. I don't know if I've shared the podcast yet. I don't think I have. So my book deal got pulled, unfortunately. Um, So the company that I originally I had signed the offer with, they are an algorithm-based company. And um, yeah, their trends project that the topic will no longer be trending in May. And so they pull book deals based on um, the trends, which is a whole nother topic that just seems kind of um, nuts that this is how our world is showing us things. And instead of like doing things, maybe people focused or people first, like we are really falling, um, pry or prey to the, to the algorithm on many levels, you know, on social media, what you're shown and, you know, now here in, you know, obviously in searches online and book deals, all of that. Ah, so that's kind of frustrating. I will, I will say that, um, I was frustrated, I'm going to use a lot of the content though. I'm going to put some in my blog and I'll share with you on the podcast because I already had a good chunk of this book written. I'm going to pull some pieces out and I'm actually going to be reworking and writing a different book. One that is going to be really specific. And I've kind of looked and I don't think there's any book that exists like this, but it's going to be about the Ayurvedic approach to the menstrual cycle. And my last book tapped into it, but it's not a fully Ayurvedic um, book. This book is going to give a little bit more background about Ayurveda in general. And then I'm also going to be, um, you know, tying it to the doshas and tying it to, okay, if I have X, Y, Z going on, here's how Ayurveda would recommend to adjust lifestyle practices, adjust nutrition practices to fix those things. So that is the book that is now going to be coming through. And um, I'm not sure when that will be released. I'm hoping sometime next year, but obviously I am um, at the time of recording this, I am 28 weeks pregnant. So we will just kind of see what, what wants to come through and how much time I have um, all of those things. So I'm not going to kind of push myself to, to reach a certain deadline by a certain time. I'm just going to kind of let everything flow and, um, see where we end up. So that is what is kind of coming through now instead. So we are making lemons out of, no, <laughs> we're making lemonade out of lemons. So that is, um, a little bit of behind the scenes of the book and everything that I had mentioned probably a few weeks ago. So on to the episode for today, which we are breaking up into um, the winter season. And so in Ayurveda, they recognize six seasons in India. And the early winter season um, is called the Hamant Ritu season. And those dates in India range from October 23rd through December 22nd. Now, those might be different depending on your climate. Um, a lot of the stuff that I'm going to reference today is coming from the Astanga Hridium book. Um, it is one that I have two different copies of or two different authors and other um, translations. So a lot of the, the t- uh, translations in Ayurveda and in yogic texts, they have many people who will read the scriptures that were written 
And then they will kind of decipher it in their own words. And so this is kind of the lens that I'm looking through and I'm using the Dr. Sanjay Pichard, Pichrodi, I think is how you say it. Um, I'm using his version. Um, I use that quite a bit when I was researching for my book and I really like that copy. I was recommended that um, from one of my teachers as well. So that is the book that we're kind of diving into in today's topic. So those two seasons, um, early and late winter, for Minnesota, um, if you live in Minnesota, if you live in um, Iowa, Wisconsin, kind of that Midwest or even East Coast, you probably have um, similar dates. That's probably when you're transitioning from into that early winter season. Now, if you live in Texas or Florida or maybe even Georgia, Tennessee, where it might stay a little bit um, warmer longer, you might not be quite into that early winter season or your seasons are going to be slightly um, like right now, as this episode is released, you're probably in early winter, but um, it, it's not going to look the same as it does here in Minnesota. So if, obviously, if you don't get snow like Hawaii, you're not going to have kind of that. Um, you're not going to have the same experience in the early winter seasons. So all of that being said, it's based on where you live, because just like here in Minnesota, we get used to these colder temperatures, but Let's say you live out like for myself, um, when I traveled to LA on a trip, you know, last, I think it was in January, you know, our, our business coach had said, make sure you bring your jackets. And so, um, I, I did, I didn't need to wear it, you know, cause it was like 55 degrees. And so for myself coming from Minnesota, where we are, you know, 20 degrees or lower, um, usually on average in January for me, that nice 50 degrees felt wonderful. I didn't need to wear that jacket. I didn't need all of those layers because that was a lot warmer. My body adjusted to those temperatures. Now on the flip side, um, like I have a brother-in-law who lives in LA when he comes to visit, you know, over the holidays, he always needs extra clothes because his body isn't used to that warmer or that colder climate when he's coming from LA where, um, you know, he used to think 50 degrees was nice, but now having spent, um, you know, gosh, almost 10 years over there, his body's adjusted to that warmer climate. So that's kind of how we look at this is it's not just black and white and let's not, here are the dates and they're finite. Like they are, they are movable. They're adjustable based on what's going on. So all of these things, and I put these six Ayurvedic seasons and their um, Sanskrit name in my show notes. So if you, in case you're kind of curious about what, what those dates are and what they kind of look like, um, I have those in the, in this post. And then you can kind of also see, does that, do those dates make sense for us? Now there's also a monsoon season that, um, Ayurveda recognizes, but only for certain places for us in Minnesota, for most people, I guess in, uh, I mean, really in most places, except for in India, because it's in, even in a distinct part in India where monsoon season happens, you might not experience it. And so for you, you're going to be in the summer season when they're in monsoon season. So all of these are, you know, you adjust to your climate. So with that being said, let's talk about the menu. So a sample daily menu, um, what's kind of going on? So the doshas here are the accumulation of kapha, because if we think about late winter, kapha is predominant. So kapha is starting to accumulate during this early winter season. P uh, pitta is being pacified. Because again, what's happening, our temperatures are usually dropping. And so Pitta is slowly starting to go away. And then Vata is just kind of bubbling in the background. And so as we're transitioning from that autumn into that early winter, Vata is typically predominant um, in the Ayurvedic text during the autumn season. And so we're, we're trying to pacify that 
but Vata is still happening in this early winter season. Um, come late winter, it's more of a kapha season. And so we'll talk about that once it's late winter in a, in a couple months. So what are some of the tastes that we want to focus on? So we have six tastes in Ayurveda. We have sweet, sour, salty, pungent, astringent. Um, and did I say all of them? I was trying to go off the top of my head. I think I got them all. So um, the ones that we want to favor in the taste of early winter are sweet, sour, and salty. So those are kind of the three tastes that you want to be focusing on. Now, what are some of the foods? So these are foods that are mentioned in the Astanga Hridium text. Now, um, this is also kind of a myth where people say, you know, all Ayurvedic practices are um, vegetarian. They're not. That does not mean that you should eat meat because the texts say to eat meat if you are a vegetarian. I am just telling you what's in the text. And I have many teachers who are on both sides of the spectrum. I have some teachers who are vegetarians, some people who are not. Um, some people who are only eat meat during the winter season because that's what the texts say. So I have seen it all. I, For me, again, there's no black and white. It's what works best for you. And so meat soups is the first recommendation in the text. And so from my guess or my guesstimate about what a kind of a modern day meat soup might be, um, it could be anything where you have your vegetables, um, you have like kind of a, the beef stew. If we think about a beef stew with your carrots and your chunks of meat like that, um, we have alcoholic drinks in the early winter season are recommended, but they're made from jaggery, which is kind of like a rocky sugar. Um, I actually have jaggery in my cupboard that you can get from, um, different websites online. So I, I do have some jaggery for certain like chai lattes that Ayurveda that I have that require that, um, and rice powder. So when you're looking at your alcoholic drinks, you're looking to have a sour and astringent taste. So that's kind of what you're, what you're thinking of, um, soups with ghee. So if you do have soups, other types of soups with the vegetables, adding a little bit of ghee, wheat. So having some grains, sugar cane, which if we think about this type of time of the year, we have lots of sugar going on. And so um, sugar is recommended, but probably not in the same dosages that we're, we're getting in our diet. And then fresh butter, which again is going to be tied to that ghee. So these foods can be eaten, be, and they, you might be like, wow, those are some heavy foods. But if we think about it, our digestion usually is stronger in the winter months. If we're taking good care of it, if we've done a good job during the rest of the year, our digestion should be really flowing. It should be going. Um, we might not have, um, if we're having these warm cooked foods and these soups, you know, we, we should be having regular bowel movements ideally. So, and I know for myself right now, I'm like, wow, my digestion has really been great. Um, during pregnancy, again, I'm going to knock on some wood here, but I'm like, I'm, I'm honoring the, um, the winter months and the winter tastes a lot more soups, making sure I'm oiling foods up, um, making sure my digestion stays strong. So what are some modern day menu? Like, what would you have then? So ideas for breakfast could be a baked oatmeal. Um, my friend, um, Stacy, Passing from uh, the Real Food Dietitians. I love their website. They have great recipes. They also have a cookbook out, um, but I usually use their recipes online. I refer many clients to go if you're looking for just new food ideas. Um, they have wonderful soup, crock pot recipes. She also has great breakfast ones with baked oatmeal. Now I recommend the baked oatmeal for those who aren't going to cook every day. So if you yourself are someone who, you know, skips breakfast or, you know, breakfast is something you're not currently eating. 
a baked oatmeal you can kind of bake on a Sunday and then eat a square each day. Now, again, Ayurveda doesn't recommend leftovers, but I would rather have you eating leftovers than not eating anything, than skipping your breakfast, um, than just having your cup of coffee and running out the door. So that's kind of my, my way for having people to, to have that. I personally will do a baked oatmeal on weeks where I know I might have, um, you know, clients that are coming really quick to when I drop my son off. So I'm going to have not as much time to eat breakfast or make my breakfast. So, you know, really figure out what works best for you. Otherwise just regular oatmeal works wonderful. Seizing it, what you put in there, you can put some, um, you know, cardamom, you can put some cinnamon spices in there and then roasted rice with dates and cardamom are also another idea for that breakfast. So again, those nice cooked heavy foods. Now lunch ideas, kitchery, it's always a great option. Red lentil dal. They have sweet potato casseroles. So um, especially if you're coming off like the Thanksgiving, maybe you had some sweet potato casserole. Uh, We have sweet potato kale and black bean bowls is also another option. So, you know, really looking at how can you add some um, rice, some kale or some other carrots, some um, Brussels sprouts, some root veggies, squash, and then having it with a bean that you digest well. And then having that sweet potato. So those are ways that you can kind of throw together a quick lunch idea and then seasoning it with tahini, or again, you could season it with ghee, spicing it with whatever black pepper, turmeric, anything that you want to kind of add into your bowl. And then dinner ideas, soups, pretty much many and any variety. What do you digest? Soups are wonderful in the winter. Bone broth is another wonderful option. That's more of the modern day. Um, and then cooked vegetables. So you might not be super hungry. Um, in the text, they talk about you might wake up with hunger more in the winter months. And then your hunger usually might die down as the sun goes down because that's just how we're wired. And if you're really tuned in, you're like, oh, yeah, my hunger tends to happen earlier in the day in the winter. And then it, it dips off as the day goes down. So just pay attention to that and just tap into your hunger cues. Now, just seasonal taste to adjust by your dosha. So each dosha, um, they're just slight ways that you can kind of look at how you want to be eating. So for a vata dosha, you're going to be focused on salty, bitter, moderate, sour, warm, and unctuous foods. So those grounding foods, those cooked foods are going to be best to balance out the vata dosha. So that would mean if you have a vata imbalance, those are some foods and tastes that you want to be focused on. Pitta. So if you're balancing Pitta at this season, or if you're a Pitta dosha in general, but you don't have an imbalance going on, this is your focus. Bitter, astringent, moderate, pungent, warm, and moderate unctuousness. So um, you might have not quite as heavy of foods. Um, you know, you're you're not going to be and the same with kapha. So pitta and kapha, maybe you're not quite eating the heavy, heavy, like if you have that sweet potato casserole and then maybe you have a heavy soup, like those might not be the best pairings for you. It might be too much. And then finally that kapha, the pungent, the astringent, bitter and warm, moderate unctuous foods. So again, notice all three doshas warming foods are key. So not raw foods, raw foods in the winter kill digestion. And so really kind of focusing on, um, you know, cooking those vegetables. I've seen so many people on Instagram sharing their, um, sheet pans of baked cooked veggies, you know, so it's really easy to add those veggies in of 
you know, looking at the produce, what's in season. Great. Let me chop up some carrots some Brussels sprouts some sweet potatoes, um, add a little spice to them, put a little oil on them and then bake them in the oven. And then just having those, um, and throwing those into your veggie bowls that you make or your, um, grain bowls, whatever, whatever, um, would be easiest for you. So that can be a way to kind of make things simple. Again, Ayurveda doesn't recommend leftovers. I'm just going to say that. Um, so I personally, again, I do, I'm okay with leftovers for a couple of days because in modern day, I'm being realistic. If you have kiddos, if you are, you know, working, if you're a householder, you got, we got stuff going on and we don't always have time to make things from scratch. You know, if we're being realistic in an amazing, like, Hey, I don't got that many. Um, I don't have that much on my schedule or on my plate. Sure. Then, then that will be fine. Then there are some days for me where I can do that, where there are weeks where I'm like, yes, I have space. I can do this. But most of the weeks, you know, if I'm being realistic, I'm going to be having some leftovers because it just is easier for a lot of us. So don't beat yourself up if you are falling that camp and you feel horrible about it. Um, and the reason they don't is just because of the, the prana in the food. And if we think about it, we know, we know that the prana prana is that energy, that vital life force. And so if we have those, if we keep reheating leftovers, um, eventually the food just tastes gross, which you think about it. Um, I think they said today. So as I'm recording, this is Monday and, um, Thanksgiving happened on Thursday here in the U S and, so they said, you want to have your leftovers all eaten by Monday and then chuck out the food because the food goes bad, you know? So that's like a good four days. So if we're thinking about that, that's kind of the same with our food in general. So if you've had leftovers sitting in your fridge all week, they're not going to taste as great. So you definitely want to maybe, um, juju them up a little bit. So that's what I have for us, um, today. And then again, next week, we're going to tap into those early winter lifestyle practices. If you want to know more about the, the winter season in general, I have the next round of the seasonal living collective. It's going to be my last live group program that I'm running, um, until I'm on maternity leave. So, uh, that starts in January. So we'll start January 9th and I have the early bird rates will be going out next in probably a couple weeks here. So I was like, it's already going to be, um, middle of December before we know it. So I'm sending those out in the middle of December. So, um, for everyone on the wait list and only the wait list are getting the early invite with the, um, discount. So if you want that, or maybe if you're thinking, Hey, do I want to do that? Um, hop on that list. There's no obligation to buy, but, uh, we are tapping into some deep seasonal, um, wisdom over there. And we're going to tap into that wise woman of winter and how we can really honor our own inner medicine and, um, you know, wake up to our own magical essence. So that's what we're focused on this winter season. All right. So you can find that over in the show notes or on my website, but thank you all again so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.